Today's episode, The Call-In Show. is Aaron in Goose Bay. Aaron, you're on the air. Hi. Hi there. Hi. What's uh, what, what's going on tonight? Well, uh, not too much. Uh, it's sort of a regular evening. Uh, <clears throat> it's uh, getting colder out. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. It's nippy. It, it is. And, uh, yeah, I've just been uh, finding it uh, difficult to... Uh, to uh, come to an understanding with my my uh, uh, my girlfriend, I'm, I'm actually not seeing her tonight. Tonight uh, we're just sort of taking a night off, mm-hmm. which I think is healthy. You know, yeah. she just said that she was feeling that I was being a bit needy, and that maybe you know just let's take the night off and see where that goes. Um, I guess part of the reason I called in is just to just to check. I mean, I don't think I'm needy. I think that most of my well, what's what's your girlfriend's name? Suzanne. And you and Suzanne live together. Um, no, I, I mean, I've been thinking about it, but, uh, I don't think we're quite ready. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how long have you guys been, um, how long have you guys been going out? Oh, for a while. Um, we've been, we've been going out for, uh, it's been a while now. Uh, coming up on an anniversary, actually. Uh, it's just, just over four weeks. Four weeks? Yeah. I bought us uh, matching sweaters. You know, uh, really? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I just thought they're really uh, our style uh, together. Uh-huh. She looked, uh, she looks beautiful uh, in uh, in it, and I, I just think it's sort of fun. It's sort of a fun thing. We can we can wear these kind of sweaters all over town. But you would wear these sweaters together at the same time. Well, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun. You know, like two peas in a pod. Sort mm-hmm. Of. Mm-hmm. And we do other things. You know, if we're in a restaurant, I. I like to uh, sit on the same side uh, of the booth with her. Um, so you, uh, I'm sorry. When you go to a restaurant, you don't you don't sit opposite each other. No, well, I, I just don't like to have the table between us. You know, it feels like I'm so far away from her. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's nice uh, to sit next to her. When you know when she says that she wants to just take a little break for an evening, don't you think? Well, maybe this would be a good time to get together with my friends. You know, like play poker. And, and sort of, you know, allow the absence to, 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 to make your heart grow fonder? Well, I mean, if my, if I, if I, if my heart was any fonder, I'd be, you know, hostile. I love her so much. I, I, I don't, I mean, you gotta, if you could see her, she's, she's just beautiful. Look at her. Darren, are you, are you, like, flipping through a photo album or something as we're speaking? No, I can't. No, I, I'm, uh... What's she doing? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, no, I can see her. I, I'm actually. Uh, you could see her in your mind. No, no. I mean, I, I can see her. She's. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, she seems to be uh, uh, using the phone. I wonder who she's calling. That's weird. Where are you? Um, I am. Uh, you know, in the back of her building. I'm just in this uh, tree. Karen, you're you're sitting in a tree. Well, I'm not, I'm not sitting.
I don't wonder if she's talking to phone there. I'm sure it's no one. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's not talking to anyone. But just the way that she, uh, even when she's washing the dishes, uh, she just has this touch, Suzanne touch, uh, in everything she does. Just in the way that she kind of dries her hand on this filthy rag, and and there she goes, and she she, you know, just the, just the, just the right amount of soap. I mean, she just knows. How can you see so much? Are, are you are you holding binoculars? Well, they're not like proper binoculars. They're small binoculars. Yeah. I just it's oh, it, it's almost uh, it's really freezing out here. I should probably uh, be careful here. It's a very long way down. Oh, well, what I might do if I can find a way down is uh, just go have a look. Just maybe have a. Uh, closer look. She usually doesn't lock the place, so maybe I can just go see, make sure that she's okay. That she's... Aaron? Maybe I can just kind of get her attention. Just... Aaron. Uh, Suzanne? Aaron. Suzanne! Aaron, I'm going to have to let you go. All right, on the line we have Bill from Montreal. Bill, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. You know, I should actually warn you that Bill is not my real name. Uh, I don't want to use my real name for personal reasons that I would prefer not to go into. Okay, that's fine. Bill, I hope you're uh, I hope you're a normal guy because uh, the crazies have really been out tonight. Oh, I really? tell you, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The crazies always come. I think I'm the only normal guy out right now. Is that so? Yeah, I normally work. I well, I, I don't work an all night shift. I work a late night shift. Uh, and for reasons, uh, unfortunate reasons, uh, uh, I've been forced to uh, really, frankly, resign my position. I used to uh, uh, be a security guard at one of the downtown office towers uh, owned by a very prominent uh, mutual fund and investment company. And if I, if I said the name, you would know the name. Okay. And uh, anyways, uh, there were disagreements with uh, my 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 former supervisor, and I was forced to uh, tender my resignation. So, and what, uh, what, what you're telling me is that you were you were fired from your post. Yes. Well, you say fired. I prefer to uh, refer to it, think of it as a mutually agreeable parting of the ways. Oh, so you did. Res you you. I'm sorry. You resigned. I would have. Had I had the chance, I certainly would have. Uh-huh. Okay. That was, uh, you know, certainly something that I would have gotten to. Uh, um, yes, absolutely. Let's say I resigned. Let me just back up and give you some backstory that you need to know before we go any further in this, which is that... Uh, I'm not just a guy who, uh, uh, when I go to my job as a security guard, I read, you know, Archie comics. I have been reading and have been studying the investment scene, uh, 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 mutual funds, stocks, what have you, for for years. Okay. Uh, you know, I know how to read stock quotes, which most people, you probably don't know how to read, I know how to read stock quotes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to read stock quotes. So, uh, I just assumed that when I was able to get a position within this company, I would be able to somehow, you know, put my expertise to use. So, uh, from time to time, there would be calls that would come downstairs that were meant to be routed up to the main receptionist on the 14th floor, mm -hmm. and I saw an opportunity to, um, 
to put my expertise to use and I gave some investment advice, some very good investment advice uh, to some uh, some clients. Um, and did they know that they were talking to the security guard at the building? Well, they knew that they had reached uh, a professional uh, at the at the at the building they were calling. Um, you know, I might not have mentioned the security guard thing because that's not you know I wasn't speaking to them in that context. You know. What what actually were some of the financial suggestions that you were making to uh, to these clients of yours? I mean, they were excellent. I mean, you know, just between you and me, these were excellent, excellent uh, uh, suggestions. I mean, I'm very bullish on commodities. Uh, everybody knows the equity market has gone in the toilet. Uh, what they don't know is that the commodities market is going through the roof. So there are, there's one commodity in particular. It's not a very highly traded commodity, uh, but it's one that I was and will be very bullish on no matter how low it goes. Now, what is that? Back bacon. To be honest, it's actually back bacon futures. Uh -huh. And uh, you play the futures market on back bacon. Back, listen, uh, you know, if anybody's ever had bacon, uh, any of your listeners, this is a, this is a delicious food. Uh -huh. And everybody, who doesn't enjoy a little strip of bacon on a hamburger or you have it with your... Oh, I don't know. You might have it on a muffin. You might have it with eggs. So, a muffin, yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, what happened, uh, and this is something that's way out of my control, it's it's this whole craze now about low fat and you know the Atkins diet thing. Basically, the bottom has fallen out of back bacon. Back bacon right now has no bottom. What can I say? You know, life is about risk. Investment is risk. If people don't want to risk, they shouldn't. Uh, you know, you shouldn't get out of bed in the morning. And 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 so, um, like, how, how many people you were, speak, were you speaking with a day? At first, it was it was not a lot, because I was only speaking to people whose calls were bounced downstairs. What happens though is you build up a certain clientele. Uh, I had a lot of elderly people, to be honest, Jonathan. Uh, some wonderful clients. Um, some of them in rest homes. One person tells another person, and uh, no, it was really, I, I had upwards of two dozen clients. Do you keep in touch with these people who have, who have, you know, put their trust in you? Listen, I would love to, but unfortunately we have in this day and age, we have something called a court restraining order. Mm -hmm. And I would love to keep in contact with them, but right now I'm, uh, there's a restraining order thing, and I, I really can't. I have to keep within a certain number of yards, and I can't call them, and this and that, and it's, uh, you should never have to have the kind of headache I'm having now, I'm telling you, it's, it's awful. And, and, and really, I mean, you weren't, you, all, all you really wanted to do uh, was, was help people, hey? That's, that's exactly it. That's all I wanted to do was help people. Well, I mean, have you, have you thought of just like, you know... What do you, what, what do you suggest? Selling insurance, maybe? People do well. Would I have to go to school for that? You might have to take some classes. Yeah, well, insurance, insurance is... I mean, I know a little bit about insurance. It's, uh, of course, the thing I really know, to be honest, the thing I really know, it, it's the security guard thing. I mean, that was really... i got to be honest with you. 
I, I, you know, was really in the zone with the security guard stuff. It was really, uh, you know, it was really something I felt uh, I was in a comfort zone. I mean, it's actually kind of good that I called because I think maybe I'm going <clears> to <throat> sort of take a step back and um, maybe rethink the whole thing and uh, probably, you know, no, I think I should probably stick with the uh, security guard thing. should probably stick with the security guard thing. Okay, good luck, Bill. Okay. Our next caller on the line is Shelley, calling from Montreal. Hi, Shelley. Hi. Hi. Well, my thing is, the reason I'm calling is that, um, well, my son is two and a half, he's almost three. Mm-hmm. And lately he's had this, this thing that I don't, I don't, I don't get. I just, I really don't get and I'm trying to understand it. He's afraid that his ZZ will fall off. I, excuse me, his, his what? His, his ZZ. You know, the, you know, his ZZ. His ZZ. Yeah. His ZZ will fall off. Yeah. This is a male child? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's been happening for a few months now. Just so we're entirely clear here, yes. when when you say ZZ, you mean his, you mean his penis. Yes, yes, okay. yes. All right. So his ZZ, yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he's afraid it'll fall off, and and I I have no idea where he got this idea, but I'm I'm imagine that it must be causing him a lot of anxiety. Has his ZZ come under some kind of? Um... Uh, danger or, or well no not particularly i mean I, I i don't know where this came from at first we thought well maybe he's got some sort of irritation or infection but it's fine i mean you know we checked him out and he's fine mm-hmm. um and then i thought well maybe it's something we said but i can't imagine what i would have said that would make him think that it was going to fall off we first discovered it my husband discovered it actually when he was trying to change his diaper mm-hmm. and um and uh, he was trying to, you know, wipe them off, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Tommy says, uh, "No, no, don't, don't wipe it. It, it. it might fall off." And uh, they got into a conversation about it. And my husband tried to explain to him that, "No, no, it's not going to fall off. It's like your arms or your legs or whatever. You don't have to worry." And Tommy, it was funny. He wasn't panicked about it. He was just very matter of fact that, "No, no, it's, you know, if you're not careful, it, it might fall off." I was reading up in one of the sort of your baby and child books. Mm-hmm. Is there a chapter on, on you know, ZZ? Uh... Falling off? No. No, there isn't. And that's the problem. But there was one reference in one of the books to, you know, sometimes this can happen. Little boys can worry about their ZZs falling off when they sort of discover the difference between the sexes. Mm-hmm. And they assume that all women just, you know, have lost theirs. Oh, I see. Except I've always been really careful, and I think my husband has too, of explaining, you know, that it's just a difference. It's not that women and girls are lacking in something. They mm-hmm. just have something different. So mm-hmm. I think I've always been very careful about that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, that is something that he's been very sort of con- obsessed with or interested in the differences between the sexes for the last few months. So it could be that. It could be toilet training related, too. For example, he won't wear, he won't wear underwear 
because he's afraid of his easy falling off. He doesn't feel secure enough in the underwear. Mm-hmm. But whereas if he's wearing a diaper, I guess he feels nice and taped in and secure and padded. Or I don't know. I've really been trying to convince him that it's fine, that not to worry about it, that he's, you know, like his, his dad's had one for a long time and it's never fallen off. You know, and and um, anybody who comes into the house who happens to have one, I, I ask them to put in a word, you know, and explain to them that, that theirs hasn't fallen off. So, Shelley, is there any way that I can help you with any of this? Well, the weird thing is, um, lately, I mean, as I said, this has been going on for a few months now, and... And over the last, I'd say, two or three weeks, I've started to to get these dreams. What kind of dreams? Well, I'm I'm say I'm in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, I'm making supper or breakfast. Or this something. is in your dream. In my dream. Right. And everything is normal, you know. And everything is as it should be. The kitchen looks like the kitchen. I feel like myself. Everything is perfectly normal. There's no sort of menacing sense to the dream or anything but then all of a sudden I do something very mundane I grab say uh, the, 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 the tea canister to get some tea bags and I open it up and and inside I see um, my finger my pinky finger and I look at my hands and my, my fingers are all there all accounted for if all your fingers are accounted for how do you why do you feel that it's your finger I just know, you know, it's just one of those feelings that, that you, you just know. I mean, it belongs to me, it's a part of me, but it's there, and there's nothing I can do about it, and I can't reattach it because there's no place for it to fit, but it's a part of me that's just kind of floating around. And I don't, in my dream, I never really quite know what to do with it. I sort of put it back and just try to ignore it. It's creepy because I know it's there. I know it has to be dealt with. But I I don't know what to do with it. Do you think that my, my dreams will go away once Tommy's anxiety goes away? I think... I mean, is, is, is this the first time that, that Tommy's ever um, ever voiced any kind of, like... Any, any sort of problem that you haven't just been able to immediately resolve and cure, you know, with the changing of a diaper or, you know, with food or with beverage or with, you know, sleepy time? Um, you know what? The only other horrible anxiety-causing thing that happened was when he lost his bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but two weeks later, I was finally able to find a bear on the internet exactly like his old bear but I was still able to solve that so you know what yeah this is the first time that it's beyond me well so I mean this must this must this then has to be a um, you know a kind of significant rite of passage for you that makes a lot of sense because I I can't control this. There's nothing I can do about it, really. I have no power over his imagination. Wow. Thanks. Well, it's my pleasure, Shelley. 
next caller on the line, we have Madison calling from Winnipeg. Hi, Madison. Hi. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. Oh, well, it's nice to have you on board. I didn't know if I was going to call because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if you could help me with my problem. Well, I could try. Well, the problem is I can't, um, I, I can't, I can't, I don't have a boyfriend. Oh, well, how old are you, Madison? Fifteen. Oh, well, I mean, you're, you know, you're still really young. I've never had any boy like me at all. Nothing. I don't know. They just don't seem to like me. Well, you know, like, boys can be pretty shy at that age, you know? Really? But everyone else in my school has, has had a boyfriend. Do, do, you, do you have any uh, extracurricular activities that you belong to? No, I don't really have that many friends. They think I'm really weird. I think they're afraid of me. Afraid of you? Well, I, I don't find you weird. I, I don't, you know, I don't feel afraid of you. That's because you can't see me. I, I, you know, as someone who spends a lot of time in the radio studio talking to people over the phone, I feel like looks can be really distracting. And um, sometimes just hearing someone's voice and talking to them could, could give you a, a more clear and a unobstructed view of their soul. And, and I don't find you scary or weird at all. You would if you saw me. Well, why do you say that? Because... Because I was born without a nose. It's really rare. But I don't have a nose. There's no nose. Nothing. It's just the. It's just like this hole on my face. And everyone, everyone thinks it's really scary. It's been like this all my life, and you know I've had to deal with it. But recently it's gotten really bad because I just found out I had to get glasses. Uh-huh. And I can't, I can't put them on my face. They just, there's nowhere to put them. They just, they just slide. There's, there's no nose, so I can't, and I can't really talk. And my glasses keep sliding in my mouth and down my face, and I can't see anything. And it's just, I just can't take it anymore. The, my, I can't believe I can't even wear my glasses. And it just, it. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a sucker. I can't believe. You're just probably eating this up right now, aren't you? Madison. You're, you're pathetic. Madison, do, you're, you, you, you've made this up? Of course I made it up. Who doesn't have a nose? What are you talking What are you just listening to? <laughs> you think I'm going to call you? How would I talk if I didn't have a nose? Well, how would my voice sound like this if I didn't have a nose? Like, you like you wanted to hear this. So You said this, like, why you went into the business. You were just waiting for some girl without a nose to call you up and talk to you about boys not liking her. What are you going to tell me next? You're going to talk more about my extracurricular activities? <laughs> you know, Madison, I don't think that's, that's very funny. You know, there's people that listen to the show and care about the people that are calling in, and you don't have a right to manipulate their emotions like that. Okay, Madison, okay. I'm cutting you off. Yeah, well, no, no, wait, you can't cut me off. Oh, wait, I got a real problem to talk about. Okay, don't cut me off. Okay, Madison, is, 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 is your name actually Madison? Yes. It is Madison. Yes. And, and you're 15? Yes, but I have a nose. And you have a problem, a real problem? Yes. Why should I believe you? Because I do, because you're trying to help people. That's why you have your show, right? 
So I have a problem. Do you want to hear it or what? You know, I'm going to give you 10 seconds uh -huh. to put a real problem on the table right now. Uh -huh. Otherwise, I'm cutting you off. Oh, you give me an ultimatum? I'm going to give you another chance. Okay, okay. Me and my mom. Okay, we have a big problem between me and my mom. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because the thing is, I'm dating this guy, and she thinks that he's like a dead. He, she thinks he's a loser, and she doesn't approve of him. She doesn't think that he's go doing anything, and he's in, he dropped out of high school. He doesn't have a job, and she thinks that he's like I don't know. She thinks like he's not good enough for me or something. But it's totally it's totally ridiculous. Well, how old is this guy? Twenty three. Well, you know, Madison, if my fifteen year old daughter were dating an unemployed twenty three year old, I, I would be I would be concerned also. That's your advice. That's your advice. That's what that's, that's what you're giving me. You didn't even hear me out. You didn't even like want to know what the guy's name is, what kind of music he likes, what kind of car he wants to get one day. You don't ask me anything. All you do is immediately jump to my mom. All right. What is this guy's name? Wallace. His name is Wallace. Yes. Mm hmm And has Wallace met your mother? Has he met your parents? Has it concerned him that your mother's not too crazy about him? Well, I tried to bring him by once. My mom like totally chased him out of the house. She had this baseball bat. She was like running after him. He couldn't even come over. I mean, how how does Wallace come across? I don't. I mean, I think he's totally hot. Uh huh. I mean, he comes across hot. I don't like this guy is so. My, Wallace is like the best. He's still hanging out at high school all the time. He's always hanging out at high school. That's why I met him. He was hanging out in the high school parking lot one day, and I thought it was so cool how much older he was. But he still liked to hang out with high schoolers. I love that. I think my mom's just jealous anyway. Well, why do you think that? Because I have true love, and she doesn't. You don't think that your mother has true love? No. Why is that? Because. Because why? Because my dad left me. My dad left us. I'm not just a little baby. Oh, I'm sorry, Madison. I'm sorry, Madison. Oh, I'm sorry. Did your daddy leave you? This Madison. I'm okay, sorry. that Madison. I'm perfect. All right, that's it. Okay, all right, you're off the air. You're off the air. Okay, all right, goodbye. Over. Wiretap today, you heard Aaron Fitt, Sean Goldwater, Shelley X, and Starley Kine. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren.